Beauty. Beauty. Beautiful. What is beautiful? What is beauty? E. Butai. Mm. Boti. Butane. Botine. Botine. I don't know what that is. Me neither. <laughs> Did you just make a word uh, up? No. Yes. You better patent oh, that I shit. Well, you know me in words. Trademark it. Me in words, bro. IP. <clears throat> get that. Get them residuals. Get that paper. Get that Bodie. Yep. Get that Bodie. Now we know what it means. So how are you today, sir? I'm... Uh, been a long week let's oh just say yeah that. you have had a long week yeah long week yeah what about yourself uh my week hasn't been long but it has been strange i think <laughs> i don't know you don't seem terribly yeah it's always that. like uh i can't tell maybe it was bad maybe it was good oh. i feel like it was fine Maybe it was a little bit of both. That sounds like a normal yeah. week. <coughs> pardon. Yeah. Better uh, be pardoned. I got the the black lung pop. Yeah. Been working that coal well, mine. We all gotta go some way. <laughs> you know me. Got the black lung pop. Got that. So uh, you know it's weird, well, and actually Divine Panda mentioned something. I need to call. I need to reply. Respond or reply. Uh, but it's almost been yeah. a year since we started recording. Weird. Almost, I think we started last November or September. September. Oh yeah, because we started recording September, and then when we had three episodes, I threw them on That's YouTube. Right. And I think yeah. we went to the our meetup not long after. Yeah, it was like four episodes yep. in, something like that. And then so, we record. It's almost been yeah, a year. Crazy. We'll have to do something special. Like, uh, what do you mean? <laughs> For the for the year oh, episode. All right. I mean, what'd you think I meant? I thought you meant like psh, do a bunch of drugs or something. Well, I mean that goes well, without saying. Fantasy <laughs> drugs. Uh, so what are we talking about today? Today is the day we talk about heroes. The day of heroes. Days. Uh, Really, uh, to focus in on, I think, what is a hero? Or how do we, as a people, define a hero? Then how... What do you mean, people? What people? Human race. <laughs> all of the people. Uh, right. And then right. also look at, like, what... Kind of where did it come from? Or how has it evolved over time and how does that translate into what we create in our role-playing games to be sure. heroes because i feel like maybe i'm wrong but i think a lot of us play D D or play these games because we like the idea of playing a hero or some sort of hero type right you know what about you and we uh we well we talk about playing heroes a lot we don't really i think we just assume what that mm. means we kind of have this vague notion of what a hero is but we don't really put that much thought into it and i uh am struck by this idea a lot where i'm like are we are D, &D heroes really heroes though 
because they they act pretty <laughs> shitty most of the time. So let's gauge it against history. What does history have to say mm, about it? I like that. And I also am a, few, a big fan of history. Hardcore Ooh, history. That's a plug. That's a plug. Uh, Not for us, ooh-y, though. Ooh-y. I mean, kind of a, is a plug. If you haven't listened to it, you should. So Wikipedia had some good... It had some good info this nice. time. I don't often go to Wikipedia for for like my research. I'll do it for links and stuff. But this time, it was better than some other places. That being said, can I interject so, something for you real quick? Sure. The, sure. When I started trying to research this, I mm-hmm. found almost nothing in regards to like searching kind of like what is a hero or trying to mm-hmm. find someone that's like written something or done something in that same vein and i mm-hmm. i couldn't find anything that was as direct as that so i uh i went with uh like what's the traditional mm-hmm. definition nice. of a hero so, like like how does history define it is it usually a good way to say it because if you're not like an expert at something there's always terms you're mm-hmm. ignorant of and so you don't know how to search for the thing right. you're searching for you know what i mean <laughs> So it's like, okay, well, what do the experts have to say about this? Oh, look, there's a phrase right. I didn't know. Um, so there's a lot of, like, traditional definitions because the word hero really comes from Latin and Greek. When we think about hi- heroes, we think of, like, mm-hmm. Achilles or uh, I don't remember the guy who rode the Pegasus. Hercules? Or, no, Hercules. In Disney, he rides mm-hmm. the Pegasus. Hercules did not ride the Pegasus. Well, it was... Uh, Perseus? I'll put it in the notes. Yeah, Perseus. Yes. Um, So, a hero, heroine in its feminine form, and I'm going to stop myself right now. A lot of these traditional definitions are going to probably rub the modern listener the wrong way because they're all biased towards the male gender. So, I will insert kind of, it includes both, but traditionally it was men. And there's nothing I can do about that. I do apologize. I should probably say trigger warning at this point because I don't know what's happening anymore. (laughs) So uh, a hero or heroine in its uh, feminine form. And heroine is weird because it looks like heroin every time I see it. And you can even say heroin, right? right? So it sounds like the drug to me. I'm like, that's not right. It is right. Fuck. Uh is a real person or a main fictional character who, in the face of danger, combats adversity through feats of ingenuity, courage, or strength. And I think those are three key words to come back to. So uh, they can tap into something that other people don't have for the the time and place they're in. Uh, Like other formerly uh, formerly gender-specific terms, like actor, hero is often used to refer to any gender, though heroine only refers to women. So women get their own special word that sounds like a drug. Uh, original hero, the original hero type of classical epics did such things for the sake of glory and honor. Post-classical and modern heroes, on the other hand, perform great deeds or selfless acts for the common good instead of uh, the classical goal of wealth, pride, fame, etc. And it goes on, but I was like, that's a pretty good summary, I think, of just, like, the the basics of, 
okay, here's here's what a hero is. If you didn't know any, if you'd never heard about it, that would be a good starting yeah. point. Uh, um, oh, I was going to interject again for you. I was going to say, yeah. I think I would like to hear when you think of the word hero, what does your mind think of as a definition? Like without any of that, what do you think of? Um, I would say, I mean, there's no way to for me to get away from what a hero is in relationship to mm. literature and also pop culture because you have superheroes and you have main characters and you have anti-heroes. So it's usually some kind of lead action mm. hero, which is pretty similar to like your right, Greek okay. heroes. Somebody who is extra resilient, they have uh capacity that other people don't have like oh people are going to be pissed but the main guy in die hard i don't remember his name right now i want to say jack bauer that is not correct i know that's the guy from 24 but uh <laughs> if if i'm just if i'm not thinking it's usually like the main character the protagonist right. is a better term um so that's what i think about it what about you uh my i guess my one of the first things that just jumps out when i think hero is a protector is one of the main things that jumps out. Uh, mm -hmm. And whether that, to me, whether it's they protect out of a selfish need or uh, a bigger picture thing where they're, you know, they have a good heart or whatever. What It, it doesn't change that I all, the hero draws my eye to a protector a lot, which I've... Mm -hmm. I never really tried to think about it until we started talking about it and like going, oh, let's do the subject of heroes. And I was like, well, what do I think that is? And mm -hmm. just like you're saying, they're a person that has these, they're extra in some way. And right. for me, that extra allows them to go above and beyond what a normal person would. But it, for me, I'm always just drawn to protector, uh, a lot of self-sacrifice, it seems. Uh, that's, I mean, that's honestly the the main archetype that when I think hero is that. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And it funny you say that because the the word comes from the Greek hiros, and I'm probably butchering that, but it literally means protector oh. or defender. So the word in Greek is that's literally what it means according again to uh, i believe this is the etymology but from nice. wikipedia so i also use etymology online which is a really cool etymological dictionary it's a little hard to look at and read at first if you don't understand right. what's happening because i kind of go from the most modern origin and they go backwards oh. as you read down the paragraph okay. um and uh also heroes and this is a big one and this is going to there's some weird because of where modern culture is going it allows us to look at things like heroes with a different lens because there's some tensions as we talk about like the chosen oh, yeah. one or somebody being mm -hmm. special now so uh a hero means literally protector or defender particularly one such as hercules or heracles is really how it's supposed to be that's the correct mispronunciation. Uh, Heracles had divine ancestry or was later given divine honor. So 
a lot of heroes were half man or woman or whatever, half half mortal and half divine. Mm. So you have this idea of demigods and beings, again, with extra normal abilities. Um, there's also this weird... I didn't get into it too, too, uh, too deep, but they're the... I guess the Proto-Indo-European root Sir, S-E-R, also means to protect. It's disputed because Pi is, there. nobody speaks Pi. It's only, uh, it's a, uh, what do you call it? Backwards engineered oh, okay. language that we think. Uh, there used to be this common language that like Sanskrit and Latin and Germanic, they all come from this one common mythological language that we think exists. Oh. Um, yeah, and the Wikipedia article is pretty comprehensive. It talks about what a hero means in psychology and modern fiction, historical studies, uh, myth and monomyth, and that is Joseph yeah. Campbell at least made it uh, popularized it. I think he coined the term monomyth too. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to find it, but there are a bunch of modern words. I will link to them because I'm sure I'll find them when I have time mm -hmm. for the notes. But that have sir in oh, there, okay, yeah. uh, S-E-R, uh, that we use all the time and we never think about. So it's like, oh, that's crazy. Um, a lot of my research was based on a book called Natural Born Heroes, which is a book by Christopher McDougall, who he's really known for the book called Born to Run, which is one of my all-time favorite books. It's really good. And this is kind of along those lines. He usually, he was a sports writer, and he usually writes about extreme situations. So um, Born to Run is, is uh, based around this Indian tribe called the Tara Umara, who live right on the border between America and Mexico. Uh, and they're one of the, like, last surviving tribes. They still live the way they lived, you know, thousands right. of years ago for the most part. And they can run for fucking ever like they just never run out of energy and they'll do things where they'll have basically the equivalent of like a big kager all night get tanked and then fucking run a marathon the next day fine it's insane and then he he also writes about in conjunction with that all the ultra marathoners and like the really crazy like the bad water race that happens like in death valley every year and there's just a bunch of crazy people doing crazy stuff out there this is along those lines, but it's it's about the island of Crete during World War II, and then he talks about parkour and like fascia and all these things that have nothing to do with our episode today. But if you like cool stuff, highly recommend Christopher's books. He's really amazing. He's a great writer. So, Natural Born Heroes. I have a little blurb again. This was from Wikipedia. Really good. Uh, McDougal drew connections to the ancient Greek heroes and a culture of integrated physical self-mastery training, mental conditioning, uh, and mental conditioning, excuse me, that fostered uh, confidence to take action and made it possible for individuals to accomplish feats of great prowess. So again, we're talking about feats, which is a funny connection to D&D uh, because &D, we have huh. feats. Uh, in some way accomplish feats of great prowess even under the harshest of conditions so crete is about the worst terrain imaginable and what you had is all the apparently a bunch of the guys who were known you know where the word marathon comes from is the battle of marathon right and you had these dudes who just ran all day miles and miles and miles 
and they uh, most of them came from Crete. So Crete was known to have these these guys who could run all day and barely subsist on like herbs, basically. What the fuck? It's really crazy. crazy. I... Um, and people can't have a hard time replicating it now. And there's comparisons to how they would run over the train to uh, trussers, uh, the people who practice mm. parkour nowadays. So that parkour is kind of this discovery of natural movement in an urban oh, environment, okay. basically. And it all comes down to, this is really weird, but it comes down to your fascia. Your fascia is like this rubber band oh, that yeah. allows you to access more energy. And I'm sure you know that from doing kicks on the well, bag. I actually know all that. about fascia from a, a mm -hmm. friend that is a massage therapist. And that was mm -hmm. like a huge focus that they chose to mm -hmm. do was focusing on fascia massage. And they would tell yeah. me all about like just how important fascia is to the body yep. and nobody like yep. nobody knows about it right? nobody thinks about it it's always yeah. about like <clears throat> oh build your muscles strong it's like but what about your fascia like dog right. that's important it's what makes everything good and it's also like okay you have a bunch of muscle but can you move that muscle can you coordinate it can you use it uh to generate right. power which is what the fascia is like it's like a rubber band that you're you can pull back and snap um so it's really fascinating and i do these uh wing chun uh basically body strengthening techniques and i realize you know what you're doing is you're really engaging mm -hmm. your fascia that's what that's what you're doing so it's this has really nothing to do directly with our episode today but it's just really fucking cool um also, the fun fact is that uh, pancration, which is the Greek wrestling, like traditional wrestling, uh, apparently traditionally like real pancration, not sport pancration, is fucking brutal because it's like street fighting, like whatever goes. But that apparently is thought to have been developed when Theseus faced the Minotaur in the mm. labyrinth because he was so much smaller. He had no weapons, so he had to use his fascia and his ability to overcome a larger enemy just by instinct that's so crazy and he was also that was on crete right once again so crete is just central i want to you to talk about the, the, the crete stuff for a minute sure i mean i i don't know tons about it but crete i mean we even have the 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 uh kind of dig like if somebody's a cretan they're kind of like a thug or a dummy but apparently Crete has been central to Greek mythology and Cretans are just badass, hardcore people because it's a rough landscape and so everything gets used. So there's a lot of weeds that grow there. Uh, it talks about this one, she, she's a prima ballerina who in her spare time, who knows now, but post-COVID, she would go throughout the parks and like streets of New York and find weeds that you can eat and they're like, superfoods basically oh, so there's this like traditional uh kind of mishmash of all these herbs that you can mix together and boil with lemon and it's like one of the best foods it's got all the vitamins and all the omegas and all the things to make huh. you healthy wow. so um but there is something about that the island of crete like there ever since you know back in the day that's where zeus apparently was hidden away and i know we're talking about mythology and history but that's how people right. talk about it. So I'm not saying any whether Zeus existed or Theseus existed, but there's a lot of 
evidence that things happened that maybe myths right. are based on. Uh, but it's it just makes you hardcore. All the British Secret Service agents who went there, it got, it's kind of like Fight Club. Like, you know, the first week they were jelly, and by week five they're made right. out of wood. Like, they're just hard. They can run all day. Um, it's it's just a really fascinating place. I'd love to write some kind of fantasy right. story based That's on what my brain is it's doing. just it's so like, rich. Man. It's so inspiring. It's like you could do a whole campaign set on this hardcore island of just bastard shepherds. Like they just all they'll they'll all throw down. Like uh, Germany invades, and literally the whole citizenry, grandmas, old farmers, everybody just rises up and they're like, "Fuck you!" Like they don't give a shit, man. I love that. So it's pretty. It's pretty inspiring. That it's pretty could cool. be a. You could almost create that one. Uh, coming down the mountain campaign yeah. in a world kind of like based on Crete, if you'd like, cause those would yeah. be like the, the powerful badasses, you know? Yeah. Well, I'd love to do that and put it in my, uh, Eomar world, which is where every, it's all oh, floating. Cool. So you have this little floating Island full of badasses. And so you're, you're, running down this mountain but over here like in the sky you can see like a giant floating yeah. continent and there's like you know all this debris cool. so highly recommend christopher mcdougall stuff especially if you just want to feel inspired to go out and do mm. stuff because you start reading you're like i want to engage my right. pasha and all that good stuff so crete really cool really inspiring and maybe that's a thing for another time is like talking about being inspired by history or maybe building some adventure from a historical nice, yeah. place. Uh, again, being respectful, but using it as the seed for right. something cool. Um, so that's pretty much, there's a lot more etymology online. Again, it's going to have a good bunch of stuff, but there are some main points. Um, oh, this is one thing from the etymology uh, online dictionary. Uh, it also was a comprehensive term used for warriors mm. in general. So a hero was somebody who fought and also free men in the heroic age. So I'm guessing that is classical age, the age of Troy and classical Greece, I would assume. And also a man being born from a god and immortal. So again, we get to this idea of half divine, half human. I, I, I have um, to mention my, my favorite little it. books from a demigod. Oh, there you go. Like, uh, Percy Jackson. Those books yeah. are so great. And yeah, they're really good. Especially the original. Yeah, the first five. Five. Yeah. The original series. The Percy Jackson yeah. ones. Really, really good. Yeah, the actual Percy he... Jackson ones. And those are straight up like if you want to learn basic Greek mythology, those are great oh, yeah. books. And they, they even dig up really some like really obscure ones, like really obscure characters yeah. that you wouldn't know about. And you're like, is that a real god? Mm -hmm. Go look it up. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Totally yep. is. Have you heard about the uh, – and actually, it's funny enough, in Natural Born Heroes, McDougal has a little blurb about uh, – what's the author's Rick name? Reardon? Yeah, he actually talks nice. about Riordan. Uh, basically, that Riordan wrote the books for his son who had ADHD, and he, to to normalize yeah. it, to be like, well, what if it, ADHD wasn't a def defect, but it's actually a superpower, but it doesn't work in yeah. modern society? And I was like, 
Oh, that's I really love cool. that. That's a really cool use of your talent. Yeah, and it, you know, I feel like that grabs a piece of the world that we. It creates an interesting like we don't know where this ADD puzzle piece goes. You know, it's right for everyone right now. It's a hindrance for a lot of stuff. Right. So making it this right. thing, it's like oh, that's actually part of a. You know, you have blood of the gods in you. Like it's right. It, it's an interesting yeah. story to, to talk about that way. Funny enough, I'm reading another book called The Extended Mind. Let me pull up my Audible because I am not remembering the woman's name who wrote it. Uh, she's really good, too. And it was not what I expected. Uh, and it leads into this because she talks about ADD. Uh, Annie Murphy hmm. Paul. Really interesting. And basically talking about how a lot of our cognition actually happens outside the brain. And our culture is so brain-centric. Build your brain up better. But everything from like how I'm gesticulating now, talking with your hands, your environment, all these things actually help you think better. And so putting a kid down in this desk and having them sit there and not move, apparently we're finding out more and more how detrimental that is to cognition. And ADD, kids with ADD especially, apparently their brains are chronically understimulated. So their their brains are desperately trying to find things to, like, make their brain right. light up. And I was like, wow, you always think of them being overstimulated, not like stimulation starved. Now, I don't have ADD, so I don't know if that's true. But I thought that was a really interesting idea. It makes total sense that if you have a five-year-old... The worst thing you can do is try to set them down all day and have them like focus like on a screen or right. a board. Like that's terrible. Like it's not going to work. Right. You know. So I digress. Um, so good books. I'll I'll link to them in the the chat. I use Audible a lot because I do not have a, t- a lot of time to actually just sit down and read. But you can find all these books in physical form as well. Ooh, yeah. So here's the recurring points I found: divine power of the gods, uh, half human, half god, so demigod, great strength, ability, and or courage, some kind of capacity like we're talking about, the main character of a story, and then I bolded someone who protects or defends others, and that is a mod, more modern stance on it. Uh, someone who can summon inner resources in times of great strife in order to accomplish something great, this feat usually seems superhuman and is usually in the service, though not always, of others. So, uh, you know, you think desperate times uh, require desperate right. measures, you could say. So some fantastical situation happens. The world is out of balance. So the the main character needs to rise to the, the situation. Um, one who relies on their inner resources. Uh, the chosen one. One who's not bound by mortal or normal rules and then one i thought this was interesting because it ties into my uh, a further thought later down but one who disrupts or causes uh great change oh, okay. people. so i was like that's a pretty heroes tend to be disruptors oh, yeah. you could even think of uh oh what is his name he's actually a titan but the the guy who brought fire down to mankind from uh olympus what was his name? I totally free. Uh, starts with a P. Stole fire I from heaven. Say, we always think of him as I a hero. Say Perseus but he's actually again. I know. I want to say Perseus t- again uh, too. Prometheus. Prometheus. Damn it. There's even a. Uh, 
Ridley Scott movie uh, called Prometheus. I, God damn. What a... Yeah. I failed. I will now remove myself. Hey, just got to extend your mind. Build a second brain, bro. Build a second brain. So, uh, yeah, Ian, thoughts on oh, yeah. these concepts? Oh, jeez. I'm going to kind of extrapolate into the D&D world a little thought here. Sure. It's interesting hearing about, you know, typically divine or some sort of related to the divine nature of things. And as you mm-hmm. create D&D characters, there is a lot of characters I've read about. I've never encountered this in our own games necessarily. Mm-hmm. But like I read about people making characters and they have these big long backstories, how they're you know related to a god somehow. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a very common mm-hmm. trope in that in that idea. Yeah. And again, like obviously it comes from just like we were saying, so much from Greek mythology or Roman or any of that kind of stuff and and to interject i mean the other all the cultures yeah. have this it's just greek mythology with the term hero specifically is really pertinent yeah. to what we're talking about mm-hmm. that's all it is so because uh, i mean you still have like you got like thor and loki and all of those sigurd and all of them from norse they're that stuff's happening and right and you got chinese mythology and japanese names. and african and yeah so there's i mean thousands of years worth of great right. stories and so, and so i find that interesting you know? for making D characters or heroes if you will uh mm-hmm. there's a lot of that even in character generation of subclasses there are some characters mm-hmm. that have like divine soul or divine right. this it's very i don't know if i'm using this word right supplanted within the structure almost yeah, you could say supplant is like replace. You uh, could say like implanted yeah. or infused or something, something like that. that. I agree. Yeah. So that's my thought on it is I, I, it's, I'm like, I agree. No, that's not what I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with the word. I agree. No, I think that uh, the idea of the, the divine nature of a hero and its power coming from something like that. I mean, that it's a very, mm-hmm. very, very popular thing. Right. And, uh, I think too, again, kind of coming to the idea of, and here's our, here's the tension for today's episode. Um, it kind of not nods back to the idea that you're trying to make a special mm. character. Like your D and D character is not just some normie, farmer hang out even if that's their origin story and you know this because the stats tell you a story which is if you're if you have a stat above 10 guess what you're above average and you have a 15 in there somewhere so you have a genius level something might be dexterity intelligence charisma but you are far above average and most of the time that is either tied to divine or arcane Mm. And arcane, we don't think about it in terms of divine in D&D, but it's something greater than you. It's a greater force out there in the world. And for some reason, you've been chosen, whether by fate or a deity or the arcane force itself, to be their champion. Usually, if you look at the the way the classes are 
the we'll say the flavor of the class, the story mm. of the class. Um, so and by modern standards, we don't really like that idea anymore. So it's interesting that through D and D we get to live out the the fantasy of specialness, where in culture we're trying to say, hey, everybody is valid and everybody has a place, uh, instead of like idealizing, you know, this one person so much anymore, it seems like, you know. So that got me thinking, and I, uh, this is not something, I, I forgot to tell you about this, but uh, this got me thinking about how in the real world, heroes and what we think of in the modern day as geniuses seem to be very closely mm -hmm. tied. So you could think of like an Einstein as a type of hero or genius where he had this kind of extra normal capacity that blew everybody away, just kind of exploded the world, totally disrupted science and physics especially. And uh, there seems to be a connection to the hero here. Uh, both are special, often disruptive figures who have some kind of extra normal ability to affect the world around them. Both have the connection to the divine in some way. And you might be like, what? What do you mean? Uh, so the hero explicitly, right? There's Zeus bestowing, you know, divinity on mm -hmm. a hero. Uh, with the genius, it's a little more implicit because you have to look at the etymology of the word genius. Back in the day, people weren't thought to be a genius. They were thought to have a genius. So a genius was the spirit that basically uh, connected you to the divine. They would communicate to and from the divine, and they were thought to be where the great uh, inspirations of the world came from. Ah, it's fucking crazy. I, I didn't ever yeah. think about so that. So again, you have this idea of, even though we don't think about it now, in the etymology of the word, you have this idea of a kind of personal divine essence within you that connects you to this this other piece and you know uh some people are have uh, i i don't remember the ted talk i'll try to find it no guarantees on this if i do i'll put it in the notes but this woman talking about what is it to be a genius and that it would be healthier to actually go back to not thinking of being a genius but as having mm. a genius and changing your relationship to what inspires you and and how that works uh, to, to verbify it again, if you will, which I really like. I like that story better where you, it allows you to externalize something mm. that's internal, you know? So uh, I thought that was an interesting connection that I've never made before. And it might be completely fallacious, but it's a, it's a good story. I think to be like, yeah, geniuses are kind of the modern, more modern conception of a traditional right. hero. You know, like a Tesla is another mm. great example. Just this, this lone figure. You could even think of Paul McCartney and uh, John Lennon as types of geniuses or oh, heroes. it's so crazy that you, you say know? that because I had a thought for after. Do it. No. Do it. Oh, no, not for, for when you were done with what you were saying. Oh, I'm uh, done. Yeah, because I was like, it's interesting too as well that if you think about it, uh, entertainers can get put mm -hmm. in that same hero category. Uh, mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, and they, they have that, 
almost divine ability to do something. There's just with music or with acting. Or, I mean, you fill in the blank and that you say John Lennon. I'm like, yeah, I was literally on that path of thinking, oh, like entertainers. And then let's take it back to like old school. Like, oh, you had like the bards, you know, telling these stories. Right. And, the Travadors. And, yeah. and then now like, you know, take that into D&D. You have bards in D&D. Mm-hmm. You have the entertainer uh, background, you know, there's, there's a Mm -hmm. whole aspect of, I think a heroic entertainer doing the same thing, almost like, uh, I think you said it too, the, uh, the disruptors, you know, musicians or artists or any type of entertainment. So it can be a very disruptive force like that. Yeah. Well, I even think of, you can go the other side you could think of it as the other side of the spectrum. CEOs like uh, Elon mm-hmm. Musk or a, uh, what's the guy, he's deceased now, who started Apple. What is his name? Totally forgetting it right now. Jobs. Steve Jobs. Got it. Right right as I looked it up, there's a weird mental trick. My brain will do. Okay, you don't look it up. Here it Steve is. Jobs. Here's the information. And then there was Steve Wozniak was part of that. Yeah, Wozniak. Um it's interesting, I don't remember what episode, but um, Carlin, the host, uh, Dan Carlin, the host of Hardcore History, has talked about how certain politicians, I think it was in the World War II stuff, certain politicians like uh, FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, and also big personalities like Steve Jobs had what people around them termed as a reality distortion field. Or they had this ability to the way they thought and what they believed and what they wanted to have happen was contagious. Whether it made sense or whether it was a good idea, they would distort the reality around them, which I'm like, I mean, that right there, that's, I feel like that's a heroic or um, genius type of ability where your personality is so strong, your charisma is so high nobody else even has a chance like they're it doesn't matter how roll high they roll in their saving throws like they they ain't getting out of there unscathed oh, you know that, that so, brings so many thoughts to my brain well it's lame, lame no, i think uh my it, it brings uh my parting thought when we're done when oh we're okay done. but we're we're getting pretty close so just oh, don't forget it write it down forget it okay um so that's in the real world, and there there's this disparity between a, a what we'll call a what we'll call a classical hero, and a modern hero, and the classical hero is very self-focused, ego-focused. It's about getting glory and fame and riches and uh, maybe infamy, infamy rather infamy. I just made up a new word, uh, godhood. Though you know, you think of the 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 classic Greek hero Achilles as a great example, uh, compared to the modern conception of the hero, which is more about self-sacrifice or with great power comes great responsibility. We have this more other-focused idea of what a hero does, and they're both interesting. But it got me thinking. Okay, well. We, we say we play heroes in D&D all the time, so what kind of heroes are we playing? What does that mean? What are we doing in terms of fill, you know, fulfilling this archetype or using this archetype to tell stories? 
And uh, it seems like D&D heroes, you know, past the uh, just definition as of a main character because we're all building kind of our own main character for these stories. But I think also that um, D&D heroes are more like classical Greek heroes. If you've played enough D&D, you know that PCs are usually selfish. Uh, they usually want power. They want to level up. They want to go on adventures. They want to get notoriety. They want glory. If you're playing more old school D&D, maybe you're going to build your own kingdom. Uh, you want riches. So much so that riches stop having any meaning by the end. So you're just you're just like, okay, now I have, you know, 50,000 gold. I don't really have anything to spend it on. So that that's a whole other conversation about DMs trying to figure out how to reward their players who now have all the yeah. gold. Uh, maybe ascending godhood or replacing a god. That happens all the time in D&D, killing oh. a god. That's that meme like, you know, level one mission, save the chicken from the, you know, out of the tree. Level 99 mission, right. kill God is like the joke, right? So it's interesting to me that D&D might be, along with all the other things that are great about D&D, it might be this modern outlet for people to live out that that almost unacceptable, more Greekish archetype of the traditional mm -hmm. hero. Where you get to you get to level up, you get to be powerful, you get to be known throughout the land as this great hero in some way, and people tell stories of your exploits, and yada yada yeah. yada. So, um, yeah, I think that's about all I had. So, sounds like you have some thoughts. Oh, my parting thought would mm -hmm. be, I think I'll and really quick because I want I want to have you end and then we'll we'll tag out. Uh, love to hear what you, you the our listeners oh, yeah. think. You, I mean, even if you disagree, I don't really have like a conclusion. I just think it's really interesting that we use this word that has a lot of history to it, and we seem to play into it in certain ways in, instinctively. So, mm. uh, let us know what you think, yeah. people. Anyway, no, no, sorry, you're good. Ian, go ahead. Uh, my parting thought is this. All of the things we've talked about seem to fit in line with the hero, right? But I also feel like mm -hmm. any of this could also direct to a villain as well. Uh, mm -hmm. So maybe tune in next, not next time, but in the future for our... Tune in soon in. ...villain episode. For our villains. I love bad guys. Yeah, me too. Uh, no, anything else? Uh, that's about all I got on this one. All right. All right, folks. So, you know, build your characters. Seek that glory, riches, power, fame, all that good stuff. Maybe help some people along That's the way. Good. You know, be be uh, serve, serve others in, in your campaign worlds. But uh, as always, make sure you do it and stay sweaty. Like, yeah, subscribe.